Thank you for tuning in to another fun episode with your favorite mouse moms, Lori. Hi. And Juliana, that's me. Jen is off today. She's busy celebrating her oldest son's high school graduation. Congratulations, Sam. And, and we thought we would leave Disneyland to the experts among the three of us. So today... Get your cocktails ready and brace yourselves for episode 13, where we'll be talking all about Disneyland. But first things first, it's time for our Mouska cocktail. All right. So I figured since we're doing an episode on Disneyland, we have to do with uh, start with one of its most iconic drinks, which is base, which is the mint julep. The mint julep um, is a non-alcoholic beverage, um, but it is pretty famous. You can get it in... New Orleans Square at the Mint Julep Bar in the Disneyland Park. Uh, it's a non-alcoholic version, as I said, but it is a kind of iconic drink. I had it. It's fantastic when I was there. Um, so it's a really, really good one. It's kind of one of those things where it's on your bucket list for when you go to Disneyland. Uh, now on to some ones with alcohol. So there is a bourbon flight at the Hearthstone Lounge at Disney's Grand Californian Resort and Spa. Um, the bourbon flight looks absolutely amazing. It does. Hearthstone Lounge also has a menu with elevated gourmet bites. Uh, no reservations are required there. You can just show up and have a little quick bite and drink some bourbon. My Another kind one, of place. Exactly. <laughs> um, another fun one, which we've mentioned for Walt Disney World, is Trader Sam's. Trader Sam's is located at the Disneyland Resort. Um, it is kind of, it's an outdoor area by the pool, but they also have a small indoor area, um, that kind of is the same as Trader Sam's at the Polynesian Resort at Walt Disney World. So of course they have the, the fantastic drinks there that we have all talked about. And another one is Lamplighter's Lounge, which we'll talk about more in the restaurants portion for, uh, Disneyland, but it's located in the Grand Californian, um, in the park and it is the golden road mango cart beer me not being a beer drinker i can't say much about it my husband had it it's fantastic um juliana so, i think you might like it it's what is it a mango flavored beer like what it what is it yeah so my husband had it he said it's mango flavored it's a little sweeter than i think what he would like um but he said it was a really really good beer um nice. so and i know we've read about it quite a bit before we went there as well <laughs> So that one's a good one. And then Carthway Circle, which um, is a fantastic restaurant in California Adventure Park. It, um, it's kind of a more pricier restaurant. Um, it's very iconic there. It's old Hollywood. Basically any of those drinks. Any of those drinks I think you would be great with. Um, I can't name a favorite one. We actually didn't get to go in and drink any, but we, I looked at the menu over and over and over again. Um, we walked by it and I saw everyone's drinks. It's just kind of one of those restaurants where, you know, the drink list is huge. There's a ton of cocktails to pick from, especially ones you might not see everywhere. So that's definitely one you should check out. So those are our drinks and our mouse cocktails. 
So at Disneyland, just, just a lot like Disney World. So did, there are two parks. Disneyland Park is like the Magic Kingdom. So you cannot get alcoholic beverages there except at Oga's Cantina. But you yes. can find alcoholic beverages in California Adventure, which is the second park. And of course, all throughout um, Disney. Is it Disney Springs there? No, Downtown Disney. No, Downtown Disney. Yeah. Yes. So there's plenty of places to get. And, and it's so easy to get from place to place over there because it's a much more condensed area. So not to worry, you'll be taken care of. Yeah. And I would say California Adventure Park, we'll go into it more with the parks, but it is definitely, it's more, they have faster roller coasters over there. There is a ton of drink and food options. Um, it's almost reminiscent of like an Epcot where you have so many food and drink options going around there. Um, but it's a, it's definitely a different feel than the Disneyland park, um, where you can't really get alcohol other than Oga's, like you mentioned. So, so yeah. So if you're looking for a good drink, I would head your way over to California adventure. So that is our mouse cocktail. So we will go into the news. So Juliana, go right into it. All right. So the news at the top of the news, appropriately, is Disneyland. Disneyland is opening. So the downtown Disney district that we just mentioned, which is like, uh, so we're going to compare a lot, I think, to Walt Disney World because a lot of us know that far better. Um, it's a, it's, it's like um, uh, Disney Springs. It's their version of Disney Springs. Restaurants, bars, shopping, fun things to do. So that is opening on... On July 9th, woohoo! And then <laughs> Disneyland Park and California Adventure Park are opening July 17th. So that is super exciting. As far as the resort hotels, they are opening two of the three. Uh, on July 23rd, Grand Californian is opening and Paradise Pier as well. So that's really, really exciting. And then uh, ESPN Wide World, I always get tongue twisted with this one. ESPN. <laughs> I know the last time we mentioned it in a podcast, I think I said wild world of sports, but the ESPN, yes. <laughs> the wide world of sports is holding a um, MLS's back tournament. So I'm assuming this is the major league soccer, right? Tournament. So that's yes. exciting. <laughs> Woohoo. Um, Hong Kong Disneyland announced it's reopening on June 18th. So, so much exciting stuff happening. Uh, let's see. In 2021, Disney is not going to offer airfare as part of their vacation packages. So previously, when you booked a package you, with uh, Disney Travel, you could add on airfare. They are no longer doing that. I can speculate why. I don't know that it was a popular option, but but they're just. I was just, I was going to say I think they got in, the, I, in for better terms hosed when all this hit too with the returning of flights and airlines and having to work with them. So I'm uh, sure that was a huge mess when COVID right, hit. Right. So, and, and frankly, you know, as planners, like it, the options through Disney were never that fantastic anyway. No. Um, unless you're, you know, doing a cruise, I, where you want to make sure that if you, if you miss your flight, you're not going to miss your cruise because you booked through them. Right. That's. A, a yeah. I mean, I basically told people, yes, Disney offers flights for Walt Disney world and even for Disneyland, but it's, you know, nine times out of 10, you can find better on Priceline or orbits or something like that. And, and better they times, just, better, yeah, you know, like more convenient times. Yeah. So I just, you know, I was honest with people. Some people just didn't want to deal with it and they want their planners to kind of handle everything, which is completely doable. Um, I just, I, I think that's why they just weren't doing it anymore. I don't think it was lucrative for them. And I think after COVID, they're just trying to find ways to uh, keep going and survive a little better. 
Right. So that you are now on your own. Uh, as for Walt Disney World, sales, uh, reservations, bookings for the rest of 2020 are still suspended. So no new reservations being accepted for the rest of this year so far. Don't know if they're going to start again. There's so much up in the air. We do know that annual pass holders will uh, be able to make reservation requests in phases before new tickets are sold. So Disney said that it might be difficult for annual pass holders to get park reservations to visit on certain dates during the period of time where capacity is going to be limited. And the total reservation days that can be held by an annual annual pass holder at one time will be limited um, just to somewhat ease reservations. So they're trying to work with annual pass holders so that they can get into the parks and take advantage of the passes they have paid for. But, you know, with with capacity restrictions and all that, they just want people to know it's it's going to be a challenge. They're going to limit how often you can hold a reservation, how many reservations you can have. But, but they will allow pass holders to make reservations before they start taking uh, uh, new ticket orders for people who don't have passes. So that's good to know. That's a little perk. Yeah. And I will say being an annual pass holder, a lot of the information that's coming out, it's confusing. Um, you know, they tell you in one spec that, you know, they're, you're going to get first come first serve, but then the next sentence, you know, as you said, they, you know, they're saying, no, Hey, you may, you may have limited availability. So annual passes to Walt Disney world are not cheap. Um, it's it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens. They were offering some refunds. I myself as an annual pass holder, um, being out of state, I had to prepay all of it. Um, and I still had to pick up the phone and call them at some point to kind of figure out what my options are. But I think it's definitely confusing. And I think a lot of people are hoping that Disney makes it a little bit more clear. And hopefully we see that once the parks open. Right. I, I'm an annual pass holder at Disneyland Paris, and we haven't really gotten any news about about what the situation will be for us in terms of whether or not we're we don't have an opening date yet either i i i hope um and and there are rumors I'm, and i'm hoping that what i'm hearing might be true that mid-july is looking good uh but we're still waiting which is interesting because france just opened Yay! yeah today <laughs> or monday Everything opened. Um, restaurants are open again. It's, it's. I mean, we're still observing social distancing and wearing masks and all that, but numbers have gone down. New hospitalizations have gone down. And so France, um, as, as exhibited by the way that Disneyland Paris is handling things and not opening yet, France has been very, very careful and deliberate about all of this. So I'm really curious to see how the company Disney handles it here in, in, in France. It's interesting. Anyway, um, yeah. also, I guess the Skyliner started running at, at Disney World. So they're yeah. just- it's just practicing, but it's one of those signs where, you know, you start seeing them practicing and running it and trying to get it ready for opening. So I think the Skyliner is one of the easiest things to do when it comes to social distancing. Um, so we'll see right. how busy it's, I mean, you just kind of keep family members together and they go in the Skyliner and you're away from everyone else. So, um, so that might start to get uh, a little bit busier. Um, but yeah, they have seen reports and I've seen videos of it running. So it's a, it's a positive sign. That's awesome. I'm so excited. So that's pretty much it for news. Some good news, some not so good news, but, uh, you know, we'll keep you posted as we learn things and we'll definitely post whatever we learn on our Facebook page as well. But now we can move on to the meat of today, which is talking about Disneyland in Anaheim, California. 
Yes. So we're going to go into Disneyland. We're going to talk about um, location, the resorts, the parks, restaurants, all that stuff. In between, we're going to kind of compare it to Walt Disney World. Um, Walt Disney World is, I think, more... People know more about it. They understand it. They, you know, it's kind of more laid out. It's more of a vacation package. Um, Disneyland is, you know, people, not a lot of people know a ton about it unless you live in California. I think if you're going to go to Disney, you're going to go down to Walt Disney World. So we're going to try and compare the two. I will say after going to Walt Disney World for 30 years and never being to Disneyland, I finally went for the first time last June. So we actually, it was a year ago, probably this week. Um, and I will say I was pleasantly surprised by how much I loved it, even being an avid Walt Disney World um, uh, person who, you know, who goes there versus Disneyland. Right. So we'll start with the basics. Disneyland's in Anaheim, California. Some people get confused. It's Disneyland in California, Walt Disney World in Florida. The way I describe it to my kids is there's multiple parks four different parks completely at Walt Disney World and more resorts. So that's more of a world. And then you have Disneyland, which is kind of a smaller land versus world. Um, so that's, you know, located in California. It's located in Anaheim. The airports are kind of confusing for people. There's a few that you can fly into. LAX is obviously the big one, Los Angeles airport. Um, it is a drive and it's not distance drive. It's traffic drive. Right. Uh, as as California is, right? Ugh. Yeah. So I don't know which one you flew into, Juliana, but I flew into John Wayne, um, which is a little bit closer and a whole heck of a lot of traffic. And it probably only took like 25 minutes tops. Um, which one did you fly into? So um, so my personal experience with Disneyland is brief. I've only been one time and it was only for a Halloween party because we happen to be in California. I've been to Southern California several times. Uh, mostly flying into San Diego, to be honest. Okay. I uh, The time that I did fly into LA, Orange County, I flew into LAX and learned immediately that I should have flown into John Wayne. And I wasn't <laughs> even going to Disney at the time. The problem is that John Wayne can be a little bit more expensive to yes. to fly into than, than LAX. So if, if, if you're weighing budget and convenience, then certainly LAX is a fine option. It's bigger, it's more crowded, traffic is worse, but you're still going to get there. And if you're going to save, you know, across a family of four or six people, if you're going to save $500, $600, then do it. No brainer. It's fine. But last time I went, we actually drove up from San Diego. So it was, it, and it was surprisingly not bad because we did it very, very early in the morning. Okay. Um, But, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, California, particularly Southern California, is notorious for traffic. It's just it's just a fact of life. Plan accordingly. You know? Yes. So some of the bigger things about flying in there. So with Walt Disney World, you can get the Magical Express. That kind of takes care of your transportation. For people with younger kids, you don't really have to worry about the car, car seat aspect of it because you go on the buses and the kids don't need it. So for Disneyland, they used to have the Disneyland Express. The Disneyland Express stopped, I want to say, in the fall of last year. Um, So there is no bus system that kind of runs in between LAX or John Wayne to Disneyland area. It's kind of an on-your-own type of deal. Uh, The bigger thing is that car seat laws in California are pretty severe. 
Um, so it's children under the age of eight or under four feet, nine inches, um, have to be in some type of car seat or booster seat. And they're really, really strict about it. So I know with my kids, my oldest is eight. So when we went, we had to do the Disneyland Express because if not, I had to find somebody with three car seats. Right. So it was definitely, it's, it's a little bit of a challenge there. I've found more people now are just renting cars and bringing car seats just because it's a little bit easier. Your other option is to find private transportation that will bring the car seats with. But just to let people know, that is kind of a um, challenge to get through to get to uh, the Disneyland area. So those are kind of the airports. Um, then we'll talk about the resorts. So we have three of Disneyland's resorts. Um, and then you have all the off-sites properties. The little difference between here and Walt Disney World, Walt Disney World has a ton of resorts. And then a few off-sites, but they're really off-site. Um, the Disneyland properties are on-site. You can walk to everything. The And then the off-site properties are actually pretty close as well. Um, so I stayed on site when I was there. Juliana, you said you were there for a couple hours. Did you see any of the offsite properties? So we actually stayed. So we, what we did was when we went, we went for the Halloween party, which was really, really fun. So we did stay. We got there mid-afternoon, went to the party and stayed overnight. We stayed, I want to say at a Hilton nearby. Okay. And we walked and it, it was a lovely hotel. It was really, really nice. All of them, well, not all of them. Most of them are very lovely. I mean, the, I think the biggest difference between Disneyland and Disney World is Disneyland, Disney World is, you know, acres upon acres, well, hundreds of acres upon hundreds of acres of property. It is a self-contained resort. So everywhere you go, you are still on Disney property. Whereas at Disneyland, it's smack dab in the middle of the city of Anaheim. It is right there. So yes, there are three hotels that are on the property, but it's in city blocks. So you can just walk out of the gates and take an Uber or walk to any number of hotels. And and your travel planner can help you find one that meets your needs if you want one that's close, if you want one that's got a pool, if you want one that's, you know, less expensive. There are there are myriad options. They're all fine. Like I said, we stayed at a Hilton. It was lovely. I, I'm sure we used points, so which is another plus. You, there are many hotels where you can use loyalty points. So so yeah, so we did stay off property. It was super convenient. It was it was fine, absolutely fine. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things, I mean, I, I, you know, as a planner, I've booked quite a few people on Disneyland out of the three resorts, but then quite a few on the off property sites, just because you can use your points. I mean, every single hotel chain is there. Hilton's there. Hyatt's there. Marriott's there. Everyone is there. Right. Um, and they're all pretty close. uh, Yeah. And I think if we were going to be staying for more than the amount of time that we had, I would, I would, of course, being a Disney fanatic, I would have chosen to stay on site at any one of the three hotels. But for just a, a brief visit, it, it, it was great. It was great. Yeah, I mean, I would say so when we went, I wanted the full kind of Disney experience. So we stayed at the Disneyland Resort, which will go through the three Disney properties. Um, but we wanted the full Disney experience. I wanted to stay at a Disney property. I wanted to walk through um, downtown Disney and get to the parks. Um, now said doing that, um, I, I still think just because of it's me and I love Disney, I would still be more inclined to stay there. But if you're definitely looking for a cheaper option or you have points um, to the hotel chains, it's there's definitely options. And it's not like at Walt Disney World where you're like, oh, I'll lose this, I'll lose this, I'll lose this. 
There are um, extra magic hours, but they're not as significant as the other ones. Um, so I think it's it's a definite option to stay off site here. It's not one um, where at Walt Disney World you're kind of like, oh yeah, I wouldn't stay off site. You definitely have options. So we will go through the Disney resorts. Um, I kind of walked around all three. So the first one, we'll kind of go from the upper to lower. So overall, the Disneyland resorts um, are a little bit more expensive. So at Walt Disney World, they kind of have the value tier, the moderate tier, and then the deluxe tier. All three of these properties, I would kind of put more towards the deluxe tier. Uh, Yeah, their prices sit at deluxe. They are definitely a little bit more expensive. They have great amenities, restaurants, everything. So when you're looking at them, it is, I would just think about the deluxe property prices as you would at Walt Disney World. Absolutely. That said, though, they're not all priced the same. They're definitely one and then the next and then the next, but but they're still up there. Yeah, there's there's definitely a price difference between them. Um, So we'll start at the top, which is Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa. Um, it is basically, um, wilderness resort at Walt Disney worlds, but kind of on steroids. So it's much larger. It's much more grander. It's, uh, it's a def, it's a huge, huge resort. Very nice. I love um, this with- one. Like I'm a big yeah. fan of wilderness lodge. So, so certainly the grand Californian is, is. It, I, I just love it. I, I just think it's really great. And and the best part about it, go ahead. I don't want to steal your thunder. The best part about it, Lori, tell us. <laughs> what the, the best, best part, part about it is it has two entrances. So the one entrance will put you out by downtown Disney, which you'll then walk through. And then you can choose to go to Disneyland Park or to California Adventure. The other entrance puts you right into California Adventure. So it's kind of a huge plus. You have your own entrance in. There's no long lines. You clear security kind of at your hotel. You get to walk right in. It puts you in kind of the back corner of California Adventure, um, but it's it definitely gets you in there. So if you're looking to go to that re- or go to that park first thing in the morning, it's a huge advantage. Uh, you don't have to go through the big long lines um, for entrance or for security that sometimes Disneyland has. So that's kind of its big plus, its big selling point there. It does have in regards to pools, three pools. They're all very gorgeous. Uh, they do have the Redwood Pool, which is kind of their main pool. It does have a 90-foot-long water slide that ha- that kind of wraps around a kind of redwood tree. So it's a super – it's really, really nice. The restaurants are, are fantastic there. Um, it does have a spa. It is a great hotel. Um, Juliana, did you walk through it? Did I? Uh, no, I didn't. But I have done some some serious research on it because I have very much wanted to convince my husband to take a trip there and and stay. Because if if I were if you know if I were to be able to go anytime in the near future to Disneyland in Anaheim, this would this would be my choice. There are even um, you know the pools are gorgeous. And they're, they, you can also um, get cabanas by the pool that yes. have like couches and tables with umbrellas too right outside. And I mean, it's like a little private shaded oasis with everything that you need. So you can do a half day or a full day. You can get, there's a television and a ceiling fan and a mini fridge with water. You can get 
fruit, towel service. You can have a server come and take your order. I mean, it's... So it's something that we need to add to our list that we need to do. Oh my gosh, of course. <laughs> yes. so I think I think we need to do it. It The restaurants there are fantastic too. Um, you know, we talked about at the beginning where you can get a great cocktail. They also have Napa Rose, which is a fantastic restaurant um, located on property. And then they also do a storyteller's uh, breakfast over there with uh, with some Mickey characters. So it's it's a great resort. Um, anyone that has loved wilderness over at Walt Disney World, I think you'd absolutely love this. It is the most expensive option out of the three. Uh, it sits pretty high. Um, it's kind of more of a five six hundred dollar night range, if not more. Yeah. Um, so it's it's definitely pricey, but it has its advantages. It's so that. Yes. So that one is Disney's Grand California. So the next one down would be Disneyland Resort. Um, Disneyland Resort's where I stayed with my family. It's the iconic hotel. It's the show's kind of the most history when it comes to Walt Disney. That's kind of why we wanted to stay there. They have Walt Disney suites. Uh, You will see all the history based on Walt Disney. One of the big selling points for my kids is they have three pools one of them being the monorail slide pool. So they have three different slides that look like monorails. Um, unfortunately for my children, we stayed there. And because I am the worst planner for my for my family, um, the monorail pools or slides were closed. Oh, um, <laughs> it was all I had been doing is talking about these monorail slides for like three, four months. And the renovation was supposed to be done. But when we got there, it was it was not done. Um, so <laughs> my kids got they got to see it from a distance um, and it looked really, really cool. So they, but the pools themselves, they loved, uh, they do their tiki bar, their Trader Sam's up there is right kind of overlooking everything. So that's kind of cool. The resort itself is very like when we went into our room, little hidden Mickey's everywhere, Walt Disney and pictures. Like it's just, it's very, very iconic Disneyland. It's iconic. It's very throwback too. There's a lot of nods to the original Disney culture because the pool, like for example, the pools are called the, the e-ticket pool, which is like the fancy pool, which they're both fancy, but, and then the D-ticket pool, which is a nod, you know, to the way they used to do uh, tickets. They used to sell tickets for individual rides and they were based on, on popularity, I guess, you know, so the e-ticket rides were like the fancy, the, the really popular rides. Anyway, it's really neat. It's, it's cool. It's definitely throwback. It's definitely, um, like you said, I mean, iconic is definitely the word. Yeah. Also yeah. poolside cabanas at this one. Yeah. <laughs> no. And for this one in terms of walking distance. So this one is a little bit further from Grand California. Not too much though. Um, you basically get out of the resort, you walk through downtown Disney, uh, you clear security at downtown Disney. And once you're through that security, you do not have to go through security again for Disneyland park or grand or for California adventure. Uh, once you're through security, you walk through downtown Disney or your other option is to jump on the monorail that's there. And the monorail will actually take you directly to Tomorrowland in Disneyland park. Uh, so the walk itself, I think I timed it. It was like nine minutes and this is with three kids through downtown Disney, by the way, there's coffee stops along the way, which is fantastic. Um, and there is a Starbucks, which you can mobile order to, and then you can go directly in to basically the entrance of the parks. So after you get through downtown Disney, you're either going to go left or right, left being Disneyland park, right being California adventure, 
Um, so it's it's a pretty short walk. It's it's nice going through it even at night, but you do have that monorail option as well. So that is Disneyland Resort. Um, I should say restaurant-wise, Disneyland Resort does have their big one is Goofy's Kitchen, uh, which we will talk about in restaurants, but it's one of my favorites. That one is at the Disneyland Resort. And then the third Disney property um, is Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel, which is the, I guess you would call it the lowest of the three Disney resorts, but I would not... Honestly, yeah, it's still still really awesome too. Like, honestly, if I were to rank them in terms of my choice, it would be Grand Californian Paradise Pier and then the Disneyland Hotel. I think Paradise Pier is really, really neat. So this one's like a throwback uh, to California beachfront boardwalks. Think, uh, think, what's that? Santa Monica Pier, that kind of thing. Uh, which is such a great vibe. And that what I love about the two, the Grand California and Paradise Pier, while I love that the Disneyland Hotel is such a nod to iconic Disney, California Adventure and Paradise Pier are total nods to California, which is a beautiful place. Yes. it. Uh, we were actually able to use their pool over at Paradise Pier uh, because the monorail slides were down. So they allowed us to go over there. The walk wasn't bad. It was maybe like five, 10 minutes there's little walkways everywhere to kind of tell you where to go to. So we went to Paradise Pier. I thought it was very cute. Um, it's, you know, like you said, it was reminiscent of Santa Monica Pier. It beach themed everywhere. Uh, the pool is actually on a rooftop. It's super, super cute. Um, they have so, I've, I've never been up there. What's the view like? Can you see like all over Disneyland from there or can you, you not can see, see much? some but it does so uh paradise pier is kind of tucked behind um so you can kind of see like areas of downtown disney but not necessarily the parks themselves um i want to say it's on like sixth or tenth floor so it's not we're not talking all the way on top Um, so it's kind of it's rooftop it you know you can kind of see some things but when you're looking at a map like paradise pier is kind of tucked behind um so it's the pools are great. I will say being a mom of younger kids, it, the slides are all within a viewing point. So you can see your kids walk up. You can see your kids slide down. It doesn't go, the slides don't go into a pool. It goes into like the bottom of the slide with water. So you don't need to worry about, you know, the kids shooting out into a pool. Um, they do have a little kitty pool, which was great. Uh, cause we took Logan for his first birthday. So that was fantastic for him. And then they had a bigger pool that the kids could go into as well. Um, so the pools up there were really, really nice. Um, we did, I, I really like them. That's, you know, this is definitely, don't think of this as like a below value property. Um, it's, it's a great, great property. They also do a, um, character breakfast at their resort. Um, so it's, it's, it's a great hotel. Um, again, I mean, it's, it's probably low deluxe at Walt Disney world. Yeah, it's cool. And I think from, so I I don't know, I've never been uh, for the fireworks, but I think you can see the Disneyland fireworks from the pool deck. Yeah. Yes, you should be able to see them. I was going to say, when I was looking out, like you could see downtown Disney and like through there, you would be able to see the fireworks. Um, essentially, you can kind of see the fireworks from everywhere there. Um, when we stayed at Disneyland Resort, we had um, a room that looked out onto downtown Disney. So we saw the fireworks at night. Um, we could see them shoot up. It's kind of anywhere you're kind of there you're you're going to be able to see the fireworks from some vantage point right. um, walking downtown disney you can kind of see them 
So I know that the pool up there, you should be able to see uh, the fireworks up there. And I know they do a few things with that as well. And now a word from our sponsors. Mouse Moms are avid travel enthusiasts and our podcast is sponsored by Kingdom and Cruise Travel. If you are interested in booking a vacation to Disney or any other worldwide destination, be sure to check out the website, kingdomandcruise.com, and their Facebook page, Kingdom and Cruise Travel. So yes, those are the three resorts. Um, I will post on Facebook, maybe before the podcast or right afterwards, I'll post kind of a map of Disneyland. It's, it, I will say before I went there, it's kind of confusing with the layout and how things are. Um, so I'll post one of the maps I have, which I think is a really good one. So you can kind of see the layout of everything. Um, so yes, so those are the resorts. I think we'll start talking about the parks. You want to start with Disneyland park? Yeah. So like we said earlier, there are two parks, Disneyland park and Disney's California adventure park. And, uh, it, they are very close to each other. We talked about how Disneyland is a more condensed resort than Walt Disney World. You literally walk across the courtyard from turnstile to turnstile. So park hoppers here, in my opinion, are a must yes. because you can, you can, and, and the way that they did the fast pass system as well there. So you can literally go from park to park four or five times in the day if you want to, which I don't usually recommend at Disney World, but at Disneyland, it's doable. It's encouraged. I would. So Disneyland Park, like I said earlier, is is essentially the Magic Kingdom. This is the original. This is the OG Disney. And and uh, Team Anaheim folks will tell you that this is the nostalgic Disney, quintessential Disney park. And it does share a lot in common with Magic Kingdom. Would you agree? Yes. I would say it, it has... The general feel of Magic Kingdom. So you're, you know, if you're Disney history buffs, you know, Walt Disney started with Disneyland. Disneyland broke it up into the different lands with the center being the castle. And then the spokes would go out to all the different lands. They have basically set up the Magic Kingdom exactly like that. So you'll see, you know, Main Street USA. You'll walk through. You'll see the castle. The castle is, you know, smaller than Walt Disney World or than Magic Kingdom, um, but it's more of kind of the iconic it's you'll see above, um, the light on for Walt Disney. It's, you know, you'll see where his apartment was. It kind of holds more of the history, but it's pretty, when you're looking at it, the, the layout of it, you'll see is exactly like magic kingdom, um, with a few differences in terms of lands, but it is pretty much magic kingdom. Um, I will say one of the bigger differences I think is Magic Kingdom. The rides are kind of more spaced out where I found at Disneyland Park. Everything's kind of closer together, which I kind of liked because we'd park the stroller and we'd go from like ride to ride to ride to ride without having to go back and get the stroller because everything's kind of right by each other. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you kind of found that. I did. I did. Yes. It's like, again, you can't, you can't say it enough it's it's far more condensed but that said it's not like it feels crammed it doesn't no i it is everything's just like the rides were a little bit more spaced out you would see more uh facing in magic kingdom whereas disneyland park everything's just a little bit closer together especially in Fantasyland. um it holds the classic disneyland rides some of the rides that are now gone 
from Magic Kingdom and from Walt Disney World are still at Disneyland, which I loved going there. Yes. Um, so I know one of my favorites was Toad's Wild Ride. Right. I remember that from Magic Kingdom when I was a kid, and it was so awesome to go on this ride again. It's um, definitely it's definitely great for all of that. Like it has all of the all of the nostalgia that that some people complain that Disney World has has phased out over time in in some ways. Disneyland has retained all of that. It's it's really cool. If you're into Disney and you're a Disney history, it is it is a great park. You mentioned the castles. I just want to point out also that while the iconic castle at at Magic Kingdom is Cinderella's castle, the one at Disneyland is actually Sleeping Beauty's castle, and it's modeled. Thank it's, you. Yeah, sure. And it's modeled after. I, I'm going to butcher the name, but it, Crazy Ludwig Neufschwanstein. <laughs> Neufschwanstein. I think it's in Austria. Neufschwanstein. I've been there. You have you? I have. We actually dragged my husband. I actually have the picture in my office. Um, but I dragged him to that castle because of its history with Disney. Absolutely. Um, and I wanted to see it. So we took a very long train ride, um, when we were over in Europe and we, from Germany and we saw it. It was awesome. Yeah. So it's actually on our list We're we're, you know, we're only here for another 12 months and we are just trying to get the most of seeing everything. And my husband actually is the one who's like, I mean, Disney's your thing. You have to go see this castle. So it's, it's, we're going to be taking a trip just to see it. (laughs) There you go. There you go. So yeah. So we'll go through some of Disneyland's rides. So some of my favorites were, um, you know, Wild Toad's Adventure, because that one is no longer there. They do a Nemo ride um, that is basically 10,000 Leagues Under the Sea. If people remember that one, um, they basically rephased it and put it as a Nemo. Um, my kids loved that one. They thought it was the coolest thing ever to go down into a submarine. Yeah. Uh, it, I just, I absolutely, I, I think it's awesome. I think it's a really cool ride, especially for the kids. It's yeah, definitely I, don't know if you're claustrophobic. Yeah, um, I was just going to say, that's one that my husband is going to ride with the kids and I'm going to go get a churro or something. So, <laughs> and it's not even that I'm super claustrophobic, but like the idea of being, like, I can't scuba dive. I, the idea of being underwater, no. Mm-mm. <laughs> it's um it's you're you definitely go down into a submarine it's I, I i think it's cute but yes if you have claustrophobic issues um i know like it's very down there i freak out driving through the lincoln tunnel like i just like <laughs> knowing that i'm in a tunnel under the the hudson river or whatever it is no mm-mm. <laughs> um so so one of my big things at Disneyland um, that I was looking forward to was Toontown. It still exists at um, Disneyland Park. It was honestly one of my favorite parts growing up at Magic Kingdom. Um, it, you know, I loved going into the houses. I loved meeting the characters. There's so many pictures of me and my brothers that taking my kids to Toontown, I loved. Uh, it has Mickey's house and Minnie's house. And, you know, it has a Chip and Dale kind of treehouse. It is super, super cute. They, you get to meet the characters back there, actually walk through. Uh, they have so many kind of hands-on experiences for kids, whether, you know, they go up to the piano or they open up Minnie's fridge. It's a super cute area. They also have back there um, Roger Rabbit's uh, cartoon spin, 
which is a really cute ride. If you remember Roger Rabbit, I just had my kids watch that movie. Um, I think it was during quarantine. Um, I just had them watch that movie and I thought, you know, they, they, cause they didn't really know when we went who Roger Rabbit was um, and that movie. So I loved that ride. So that's, that's kind of a big plus, especially for the little ones is going into Toontown and seeing everything back there. Um, what were your favorite rides, Juliana, when you went? So at Disney, gosh, it's, so I'm trying to remember which was in which park. So Disneyland Park, uh, honestly, I think all of my favorites were over at California Adventures. So we'll have to talk more about that. But um, <laughs> yeah, so Disneyland Park, you know, the Space Mountain is cool. The Big Thunder Mountain yeah. is cool. You know, those are Empirates. It's a little, just a little bit different. I love the different small world at Disneyland. I think yeah. I love how it goes outside. It's, it's just, it's completely in my mind, completely different, totally different ride. So even if you're not a small world fan, Lori, I think the one yeah. at, at Disneyland is, is really cool. Yeah. I think that one, you know, it's outside. You can really see it. It's right before you get to Toontown. It's you know, it's definitely, it, again, it's one of those iconic things from Disney where he created It's a Small World and going inside and outside. There's a lot of rides there that kind of go from inside to outside, a little bit more outside just because you're not dealing with the extreme heats of Orlando. Uh, some of the other rides, like Juliana mentioned, mentioned the Space Mountain. I've liked Space Mountain actually in Walt Disney World better than Disneyland. Um, I think they did. I think the drops are a little bit better. I liked it a little bit more. Um, but I would say Big Thunder Mountain, I like in Disneyland. Um, I think it's a little bit longer. Same with Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, it's definitely longer in Disneyland. Plus all those videos that shoot up that Johnny Depp like pops up as, um, Captain Jack Sparrow. It was definitely, we were on there. I was like, maybe he'll be here. Maybe he'll just oh pop up. Oh my gosh. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> I thought it'd be amazing. Uh, so another ride kind of backed by pirates, they have an Indiana Jones ride. Uh, it's for a little bit of the older crew. It's definitely fast, a little scary. I took my, um, eight year old on that one. It is one of his favorite rides. Uh, and anytime we ask him what his favorite ride at Disney, he says Indiana Jones. He loved it. It has the ball kind of rolling towards you from the movie. It's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's an awesome ride. Uh, I really wish they would bring that one kind of, they would fit into Hollywood studios because they have the um, stunt spectacular there. Yeah. yeah. So some of the other rides that, yes, you're right. I think it would be perfect at Hollywood studios. They have one in Disneyland Paris that is a roller coaster. It's, it's a, it's a little bit different. It doesn't have the ball coming at you, but it goes upside down. It's, it's, oh, it's, that's cool. Yeah. It's cool. The, the rides are, I mean, we're not talking about Disneyland Paris today, but the rides there tend <laughs> are a little bit more intense than, than I think you find in the States. But two rides that I did like better at Disneyland than at Disney World. I liked Autopia better. This okay, is Disneyland's yep. version of what is it called? The Disney World uh, it, it, motor something. What a ugh. Uh, tomorrow Road. Tomorrow. Tomorrowland Speedway. Yes, Tomorrowland right, Speedway. I would rather eat my own toenails than ride on Tomorrowland Speedway. <laughs> I wish they would rip it out at Walt Disney World. It's just like, it's like, just, you know, go on the track, turn left, turn left, turn left. Like, it's just a little, it's just a little oval track. It's terrible. But Autopia is a lot more exciting. It, it has more theming. It has more, uh, uh, 
scenery. It's just cool. It's cool. It's still on a track. You know, the, the, the most exciting thing is when your, your kids like to like, you know, I don't know if your kids like to do this. Mine like to steer the wrong way so that it jerks and crashes and gives me whiplash. (laughs) Yeah. So kids love it. And so if your kids are going to make you do it, this one is definitely uh, better. And what was the other one that I was going to say? Oh, the Haunted Mansion. So I really think that the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland is super cool because it's New Orleans themed. So it's in, uh, like we mentioned when we were talking about the cocktails, it's in uh, uh, New Orleans Square, which is a Disneyland unique town or, or land. I would compare it, since that's what we're doing, to Liberty Square, which I also really love. Liberty Square is one of my favorite little areas in Walt Disney World. So I guess it makes sense that that I would also really like New Orleans Square. It's just, it's a small area, but it, the theming is is really neat. And so it's, the Haunted Mansion is like this, you know, New Orleans I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Like just like a, a New Orleans mansion, like you would expect yeah. with the columns and the, and it's just really, really neat. So I liked that one better as well. And I, you know, I don't know if it's because it was new and different, but um, it's really, really neat. Really neat. I was going to say, that's one of the, I think that one Disneyland definitely beats out um, Walt, Walt Disney World and Magic Kingdom for Haunted Mansion. Um, it's a bigger kind of setup. It's a huge building when you walk by. Um, I just, I think it's an awesome, uh, way they did it and the way it looked like you said. So I think that one's great. Um, another one of my favorite, or uh, my kids' favorite ones at Disneyland is Matterhorn. That one is only at yeah. Disneyland. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to ride it. I got stuck with the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. Right. But, uh, my kids loved Matterhorn. Matterhorn, you can kind of see from, it's a huge mountain, uh, it is, you know, right before you get to Tomorrowland, it, it is, you'll see this bobsled's kind of going around. It is a really cool ride. Um, my kids absolutely loved it. They kind of compared it to Expedition Everest, but not because it's older. Um, and, you know, it doesn't have the big Yeti, but they really, really loved it. There is a part where you kind of go by water that they loved. Um, so yeah, Matterhorn is one of big Disneyland's rides that's not, in Walt Disney World, um, a few other rides uh, that are only at Disneyland is Alice in Wonderland and Pinocchio's Daring Journey. Uh, we did go on both. Alice in Wonderland's kind of, you're in a little cart and you go up a couple levels. It's a lot more than what I thought it was. Um, when you kind of walk up to it, it almost looked like a carny ride. I hate to say that. <laughs> but it did. It, I, took, I took Logan, who was one, because I was like, well, they're going on Matterhorn, so we're going on something. Um, so we went on there and I was like, why does this look like a carny ride? It does. And it really does. Yeah, it, it does. And we went on it and it's not, it does go further back. It is a cool ride. It just, it did look very carny to me. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, Disneyland holds the classic rides there. If we want to go, uh, you know, when it comes to nighttime entertainment and parades, uh, Disneyland park has Fantasmic, just like Hollywood studios, their Fantasmic is kind of right in front of New Orleans Square on the water. It was kind of confusing for me to understand where it was because I was expecting like a big setup like Fantasmic. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did a dining package at Blue Bayou and then we actually got cushions because you kind of sit on the ground um, to watch Fantasmic and they had a roped off area. But I love the Fantasmic there. It was taller. It was, it was just kind of 
The only part that kind of threw me is they basically took New Orleans Square and kind of roped off all these sections to see Phantasmic. So there was no like Phantasmic, like, I guess, stadium that you would call it like Hollywood Studios. But it was a very, very similar show, um, if not pretty, almost identical. Um, But I kind of liked their stage, if you want to call it. Uh, a little bit better than at Fantas- uh, than at Phantasmic at Hollywood Studios. Interesting. They are, yeah. So they also have fireworks at night. Dreams come true. We saw those. Um, I will say, I don't know if it was just the time we went, but the fireworks kept getting canceled um, at Disneyland. I don't know if it was the time. I don't know if this happens a little bit more in Anaheim with the winds, uh, but the fireworks just kept getting canceled on us. Uh, so we didn't, we saw them one night kind of from afar, but the nights we were going to see them, they just kept getting canceled. Um, so you have that. And then the big new thing there is uh, the parade, which is the Magic Happens Parade. It premiered February 28th, so I'm sure it didn't have very long for it to premiere. Okay. <laughs> We're going to have to start over with that one. They might need to start that one over. Would they have like two weeks, if that? Yeah. Um <laughs> they did have a new parade that premiered. They brought new characters. So I know it had Moana in there. It had Frozen 2. So it had kind of the newer rides in there. So that parade got huge um, uh, reviews. Right. It was great. Um, and I guess we should probably mention, too, that Disneyland Park also has Galaxy's Edge. That's right. Of course. Yes. <laughs> right. Didn't so, have it when I was there, but... Yep, they have it there. So I was actually their second opening weekend um, at Disneyland for Galaxy's Edge opening last year. Uh, That is why we just happened. I had the date booked. I had it booked months in advance and it just happened to be second opening weekend. So we went there. We lined up early in the morning. We got in. I actually have not been to Galaxy's Edge in Hollywood Studios. So Um, what was it like though? So I I was, I was, mentioning this to you before we started recording that Disney, one of the other differences between Disneyland and, and Walt Disney world is that the parks open a little bit later. There's a nine o'clock opening time with 7am opening times at Hollywood studios, people lining up at five 30 in the morning to get into galaxies at, you know, so that they can get in and get a, 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 a reservation for the rides, yada, yada. What was it like at Disneyland? Was it the same Were people waiting in line that much earlier or, yeah, so when we did it, there was no system per se, like there is in Galaxy's Edge and Hollywood Studios. Um, we just kind of, we showed up, um, we got in because we showed up super early. We did have a reservation time, but the reservation time was made way in advance. Oh. So I made it like two weeks in advance and we got a time to kind of head in. We happened to get first thing in the morning, which I was initially upset about um, because it was super early. We had to arrive at like seven o'clock in the morning. And what time um, did the park open that day? It didn't open up till nine. So we were, were wandering around Galaxy's Edge. By the time we actually got into Galaxy's Edge, it was like 7.45, 8 o'clock. So where did you have to go? So your time was the 7 a.m. What did they just like let you into like a whole holding yeah. area? Yeah, they let you in. So we walked through uh, Disneyland Park. We walked down Main Street. We actually got really good pictures in front of Castle. Oh, um, cool. Nobody was there and the cast members took it for us. And then they directed us around kind of by Nemo Submarine kind of through Tomorrowland. And then there's this huge path that eventually gets you back to Galaxy's Edge. And we lined up in Tomorrowland until they let us in. Then we got in. And then we were able to go around Galaxy's Edge. Um, At the time, if people remember, Oga's Canteen was just insane. I tried to send my husband with the older two to get on 
to uh, Millennium Falcon and I tried to get a reservation at Oga's Canteen because they didn't have reservations at the time mm. and gone. It was the line was like, it, no joke, 200, 250 people to try and get a time. And I just gave up. Um, I would, I would so, up. Yeah, I, I peeked my head in, looked really cool. Um, and then I gave up. So we did get to ride Millennium Falcon twice. Uh, they were not doing rider switches, but they actually allowed us to do it just because we had the baby and they kind of let us in a separate um, line, which was awesome. Uh, so it Galaxy's Edge, from what I've seen from Hollywood Studios, pretty identical. It was cool being there kind of second week. Definitely they've changed things now with the reservation something, with the boarding, um, Fast Pass Millennium Falcon. Now they have um, the other Star Wars ride open. But it was cool to kind of be there. I will say the crowds afterwards. So as soon as it opened at 9 o'clock, I think we left Galaxy Edge like 9.15 and continued mm-hmm. on with our day. Um, and I would say it, the crowds were not horrible. Um, I've always heard Disneyland Park, just the crowds being horrible. And I didn't find it bad. So uh, I, when I went, it, they were, it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that said, again, I went just for the Halloween party two days before Halloween and it was, it was, it was ridiculous, but, but anyway, yeah. So, um, so I think that's Disneyland park. You got anything else on Disneyland park? I don't because again, my experience for the party, you can, you know, the party starts at seven at California adventure. At least that's what it was when we were there. The party was only at California adventure. I think it's now across both parks, but at the time it was only at California adventure, but, but like at Disney world, even though the party starts at seven, you can get in at four and you can get into either park. So we basically went to Disneyland park from four to like six. So was not a whole lot of time to have as much experience as you did. And it was neat. I saw it. I I loved it. It was basically, okay, now we need to know we have, now we know we need to come back. This is going to be, this is going to be a destination for us. It was sort of a recon kind of couple hours. But then we went into California Adventure. I would compare, you can't compare California Adventure. I think it's like, it's, it's, I, I, I loved it. It's kind of Hollywood Studios and Epcot packaged into one, but then again, yeah. not like either of them at all. Yeah, I would say it's like Epcot with the drinks and food, Hollywood Studios with the little faster of rides, but then it's got Pixar thrown in there with some Marvel. I so think, it's- right. I think it's definitely, I think it's a lot more Pixar focused. I mean, it's got Pixar Pier, which obviously is Pixar po- focused, but it it also has uh, uh, Radiator Springs and and the, I I really really loved it so so we can talk about I guess um, I guess we can talk about the rides they're they're completely unique in in yeah. California Adventure and again so I'll just start with my favorite I, I was blown away by Radiator Springs and I think that yeah. we've talked about this on other podcasts in my opinion pre Galaxy's Edge in either park. In my opinion, it is the best themed land in any of the three Disney resorts I have been to, you know, Orlando, Anaheim, Paris. It is I mean, I I felt like I was in the mood. I mean, it, it it's it's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So, so it it's a land based on cars. It cars the movie. It I mean, when you enter it, They've done, I know I watched um, uh, something on Disney Plus about it, but they 
uh, there was, I mean, there's buildings, there's highways directly behind there, but they had managed to create things and build things up. So you see nothing else around you except for this car's land. It's awesome. Uh, and you literally, like you said, you literally feel like you've been transported into cars land because you don't see anything else. You see the huge cars like Canyon, um, mountains and, you know, they have flows cafe. They have the huge cones. They Cozy even cone. have, oh, so yeah. awesome. they have the cars that you could actually go to meet and they will actually kind of drive, I guess you want to call it drive down the streets and then you can line up and meet them. Um, it, like you said, it is one of the best lands. I mean, you got a galaxy's edge is kind of in its own, um, but it is one of the best lands. I mean, we loved it. Um, I loved and it you, too. You know, I loved it. Yeah, you cannot say enough about Radiator Springs um, ride. It it is honestly one of my favorite rides across the board. So Radiator Springs Racers is is a great ride. That's um, that that's the one that Lori's talking about. If I remember correctly, I think it is the exact same track as Test Track. It. <sighs> It might now. It, it might have some twists and turns to it, though. Maybe I don't know. I'm pretty yeah, sure it's, it's exactly the same, which is fine. Test Track's a great ride, and obviously the th- well, not obviously for me, the theming of the one of Radiator Springs Racers is way better. Um, but I'd be curious. I, I, I'm going to have to Google this. I'm going to have to look it up to find out if it's the exact same ride. So, yes, so that's yeah. So that's Radiator Springs. Yes. Radiator Springs, fantastic. And as a key point for boys, they will actually, you'll, you're racing another car and they actually say who wins. Yeah. Um, so I love that. It was not sugarcoating. Oh, you both won. Like my kids got twice with the rider switch and one time they won and one time they lost. And I thought it was awesome. Um, so yes, that's Radiator Springs. That's Cars Land. Also in Disneyland, they have a Marvel area. They have Pixar Pier. Um, Pixar Pier is basically all the Pixar movies. They have the huge roller coasters over there. Um, they have the Incredicoaster over there. Yes. That was California Screaming, correct? Right. So now it's the Incredicoaster. We loved this ride. We thought it was fabulous. We tricked my little one. We did, we, you know, I, well, I didn't know, even though you can see the loop-de-loop right in front of your face, I somehow missed it because anyway, if you see it, you know it's it's missable. The second that we got on the ride and they put the shoulder harness on, that's how you know that this roller coaster is going upside down. And my poor little, she was seven at the time, I want to say. It was like, does it go upside down, mom? I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, but she loved it. We all loved it. And I think that, you know, they just do such a good job with the theming. And sometimes I think when you do a loop-de-loop, you don't even realize that you've gone upside down. It's, you know, in my opinion, roller coasters – that go upside down are not as scary as roller coasters with severe drops. Yes. So that's yeah. just how I feel about it. So we loved it. Um, Pixar Pier is great. They have a little a little Coco show that they do. And Coco is my by far my favorite Pixar movie. Uh, the one, so favorite ride in Credit Coaster and Pixar Pier, least favorite is that Ferris wheel from hell. So <laughs> You look at it and you're like, well, it's just a Ferris wheel. It's a giant Ferris wheel. Yes. Like, it's just Ferris a Ferris wheel. wheel. So there are two lines. You can get on the regular Ferris wheel, like so the cars that just stay stationary. But then there are other cars, like every third car is like a on a track. 
So I don't even know how to explain this. So it's on a track. So as the circle goes around, the car is literally sliding on the track. So think of it as like it, like on a track that are the spokes of the wheel. So the track goes like out from the center. Oh, so it, yeah, so it like spins. Oh. So it goes like we were we were terrified. We were terrified. And you're just sitting in this thing. Like there's no harnesses or anything. It's just, so it just goes with the motion of the circle. And as the circle goes down, you're hanging off the bottom. And then as it goes up, you slide. It was, I couldn't wait for it to end. And I was trying not to freak out because I could see my daughter because it just is so unexpected because it's a Ferris wheel. (laughs) Like how exciting can a Ferris wheel be? And my, again, my little one who's not super adventurous with rides just kept like, she just, she was trying to be so tough, but like, I might, like, oh, it was anyway. So if you've got thrill seekers, go for it. I am a thrill seeker. I hated it. I, I could not wait for it to end. <laughs> so that's Pixar Pier. Pixar Pier is really cool. It's really cool. It's really fun. It's a, yeah. It's a really cool area. They also have Jack's Num Num Cookies. Um, I know my kids got those there. Uh, it's a really, really cute area that you can kind of walk around. Um, they do have some rides over there, like we said, the Incredicoaster. So they also have um, Grizzly's River Run, which is actually by the entrance to Grand Californian Hotel. Um, Grizzly's River Run is kind of like River Rapids from Animal Kingdom. Um, it's pretty identical to that. I will say you get soaked. Um, my son tricked me um, <laughs> on that. And it was a little cooler at night when we went and I was freezing. Um, so it's... It is a very fun ride, uh, but they have that one. One of my son's favorite rides was Guardians of the Galaxy. Basically, they took Tower of Terror and refaced, refaced it to be Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. My son loved it. He loves that raccoon. Uh, he thought it was the funniest. They took the scary part out of Tower of Terror and made it funny. So, the ra- the you know, the raccoons running around making jokes. Right. So it- Still, it's exactly the same as Tower of Terror. They just kind of uplifted it and made it funny. Which is brilliant. Like my kids freaked out before they even got on Tower of Terror because they found the whole Twilight Zone theming just a little too scary. I love it, but let's be honest. And I don't want Disney World to change it, but let's be honest. It's dated. I'm in my 40s. I know what the Twilight Zone is. My kids have no idea. They just saw this like really creepy, you know, sci-fi sort of situation, whereas – Yes. Whereas the, the, uh, who doesn't love guardians of the galaxy? It's hilarious. So the ride itself is scary. I don't love it, but, but it's, it's, it's more approachable for little people and big people. Yes. Um, over in California adventure, they also have the Disney junior, um, live show. Uh, so like we said, it's kind of a combination of like Hollywood studios. I guess it has an animal kingdom ride thrown in there with a little bit of Epcot. They do have a little mermaid ride that I got to ride again with the one-year-old. Um, they are also opening up, um, Avengers campus. Um, that's going to be, it's going to be basically a Marvel land over at California adventure. Uh, so we will see when, what COVID did with this opening time. Um, but that one's going to be really cool over there. I, I honestly like the main part of California Adventure. It, you know, it kind of goes the old school Hollywood. Um, you know, they have a great statue of Waltz with Mickey. Mm-hmm. They also have one of my favorite Disney movies is Newsies. Um, it is still my all time favorite movie. They do a Newsies 
kind of live show in the street. And then then Mickey comes out dressed up as one of the Newsy boys. Um, So it's, that's one of my favorite. It is my favorite movie. um, So it's awesome that that was there. So it's, they have a ton of restaurants there. So I guess we can kind of go into restaurants quickly. Um, So some of the favorites, uh, you know, we'll start with ones over at California Venture, which has majority of the restaurants, um, I I guess, majority of the good restaurants. Um, They have Flo's V8 Cafe, which is in Cars Land. Super cute. Darling. It's darling. (laughs) They have... Yeah, they have the Cone. Is it the Cone Hotel or Motel? It's the Cozy Cone Motel. And so, like, imagine, you know, exactly what it looks like, the Cozy Cone Motel with all the little cones. And at Disneyland, each cone is a a quick service, like a, you know, a fast service restaurant. There's mac and cheese. That's really all I remember because there's mac and cheese. There's mac and cheese. That's that's what we got. I, got I think mac there's and cheese. ice cream too. We got ice cream. Um, I think they have like a uh, like a milkshake. There so it's be a beer one. I'm not. Sorry. There is a beer one. I got alcohol over there. Yeah. Um, if you remember that. So yeah, that one's really cute. Um, also over there is Wine Country. Um, I loved Wine Country. It's basically restaurants. It, you're like transported into Napa, into a wine country. You, they had wine samples. They had wine flights. They had pizza for the kids. One of my favorites. They have a lot of outdoor seating. Um, Carthway Circle it is the famous one. I did not get to eat there, but it is a little bit more pricey. We mentioned with the drinks, it's kind of old Hollywood. It's like Hollywood Brown uh, Derby. Yes. Yes, actually, yeah, it probably it's probably very reminiscent of Brown Derby, uh, but it's one of the popular ones. And then my absolute favorite one over in California Adventure is Lamplighter Lounge. It is on your way to Pixar Pier. It's the Lamplighter's Lounge is if you watch a Pixar movie and you see the lamp that comes into the intro, mm-hmm. that's what they named this restaurant after. Um, it is all Pixar. It is so cute. It sits on the water. How's the food? I, the food is amazing. So it it has some options for adults. So it has like sushi and poke bowls and different foods for adults. But then it has fun things for the kids. Like my kids got peanut butter and jelly sushi rolls, mm-hmm. which were basically bread rolled up to make into look like sushi, but it was peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they got served with like vegetables with a ranch dip that looked very fancy. I think um, overall in my limit, very limited experience because we just had snacks. But I think overall, I I prefer the Disneyland food. I know, Gap, yeah, right. Yes, I, Disneyland versus Walt Disney World. Yes, yes. Um, ten ten times over. Yeah, um, it's good. It, yeah, it's really good. There's a ton of options. Um, you know, I think in Walt Disney World, sometimes you're you know for lunch and dinner, you're like, well, cheeseburger, chicken fingers, blah blah blah. Right. This, this has a ton of options. Uh, over in Disneyland Park, you have the Blue Bayou, which I know is huge and popular. We ate there. I did not like it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I don't. It's so it's so weird. We were so excited about it. It's you're in super dark. It looks like you're in the Bayou at night. The food is definitely New Orleans. You know, we got a Monte Crisco. It it was okay. It just was not my favorite. I found it super dark in there and we went for lunch. Um, like I know it's supposed to be nighttime, but I'm like, I could barely see what my kids were eating. Yeah. Um, 
So it, we just didn't, I, I mean, I got my mint julep there. It just didn't blow me away. Right. Um, but that could just be me. The ton of reviews on it. Um, so that, yeah, that's a, I know that one's a very popular one there. And then the Plaza Inn, which is a very iconic Disneyland, um, uh, restaurant in Disneyland park, right on main street. They do a mini and friends breakfast, uh, that actually it's one of the more popular breakfasts because it's not just mini and the fab five. So Mickey and goofy and them, they actually change up the characters. So they'll throw in like captain hook, they'll throw in Chippendale, they'll throw in, Peter Pan, they'll throw in all these different Alice in Wonderland. They'll randomly throw in different characters every yeah. single day. So yeah. the only one you're kind of guaranteed to see is Minnie, which I think is kind of cool. So those, did you have any other favorite restaurants? No, honestly, like I said, we were, we were, we did all quick service and snacks. So uh, we did eat at the Mexican restaurant in um, downtown Disney and it was okay. We really wanted to get into like the New Orleans jazz restaurant, but there it was like an hour and a half wait. So, yeah. so we ended yeah, up eating. Cool. Yeah. We ended up eating at the Mexican one and it, it was, I, it was okay. I think I just had super high expectations for Mexican food in the LA area and it, yeah. it didn't live up. So, so, uh, you know, next time I'll plan ahead better. So I get, is that it? I think the restaurant. I think so. I mean, we should probably mention downtown Disney. Um, you know, you have to walk through to get to the parks. It does have amazing um, restaurants. Uh, it has a ton of different options there. I will say they can be pretty busy. Uh, one of our favorites that we had to keep stopping at on our way back to our resorts uh, was a Black Tap. Uh, Black Tap is kind of a crazy, they have a crazy shake window. These milkshakes are absolutely insane. <laughs> um, there's like cakes on top of them and whipped cream and ice cream. And I could carely, barely carry it home uh, or carry it back to the hotel. It was, there was long lines for it, but it was really, really cool. Um, the kids called it the biggest milkshake ever. <laughs> so that's definitely a stop. But yeah, they have a ton of restaurants too. So yes. Yeah, so those are the restaurants. Since we talked about the parks, we'll talk about the tickets super quick because I know we're running long. Um, so the tickets, you have regular, uh, tickets that you can buy for Disneyland or California Adventure Park, because they are two different parks. They do have a park hopper, uh, hopper option, which we would highly recommend. It is literally a two minute walk between the two parks because you've already cleared security. It is a matter of just scanning your ticket and then you're into the other park. Right. So and I, it, the way that they did fast passes there. And who knows, again, with the way things are changing, the the way they did Fast Pass is they're having the park hopper option helps because you're now able to take the, the you know, I can't spit this out, take the, the, get the next Fast Pass for a ride that might be somewhere else than where you are. Instead of being limited to whichever park you're in, you can, you can hop back and forth based on availability. Um, one of the comparisons I want to mention between... Disney World and Disneyland is that it is a little bit more laid back in planning. There's not as much advanced planning required uh, where, again, pre-COVID, whereas at Disney World, you have to pick your Fast Passes 60 days in advance if you're on property and, and all that. At Disneyland, it's all at the moment. You you get your Fast Passes in the park. You can carry one at a time. It's um, So there's not not this, this you know, uh, pressure to plan out every minute of your day. So yeah. So that's and I was really like, 
restaurants, you only book 60 days out and half the time you don't necessarily need those reservations. Um, some of the popular ones you do. Um, one of the big things to mention for Max Pass, which is their fast pass system, it is a cost versus Walt Disney World where the fast pass system is not. Uh, the Max Pass is $20 per ticket per day. So if you like my family of, well, four, because one was under uh, three was, you know, it was, you know, $20 per person. So it was $80 and then per day that you wanted to do it. Right. But I so, but that's not to was- say you can still do fast passes. You just can't do them on your device. Yes. So, so they, yes. you can still use the fast pass system included with your park ticket, but that meant that you had to go to the ride, to the fast pass kiosk, get your paper fast pass. Whereas when you pay for Max Pass, you can do it on your Disneyland app, which is yeah. Which and is I would really say nice. the big difference with Max Pass too is uh, they were like readily available. So we just went through Max Passes all day. Yeah. So there, you know, with Disney system, you're like, oh no, there's no Fast Pass available for that ride. All the rides, I would say Radiator Springs was one of the ones you had to make sure to get in the morning um, because then the times got limited. But we were able to bounce between both parks and use the Max Pass all day long. Right. And the Max Pass line, because you have to pay for it and it's more limited, I will say that it the the wait times were literally next to nothing. You literally walked directly on the ride with the Max Pass. So if you have the money, it's a great option. Um, so yeah, I think we covered Disneyland as, yeah. as fast as we could. Um, I know. Yeah, so before, def- sorry, before we go into the Mouse tip, which is part of the whole mascot max pass thing, I wanted to ask you, since you got to spend more time at Disneyland than I did when I get to go again, what do you recommend? How many days does one need to really thoroughly, and and someone like me who loves all things Disney, how many days do I need? Three days, four days, two days? How many days does it take to really experience Disneyland? I will say, I think we did four nights there. Okay. Um, We did three days worth of parks and one day at the pool. Okay. Um, so we, the pool day, I think was just needed with the kids to kind of hang out. Mm-hmm. We planned, um, you know, a, we did a character breakfast that morning and then kind of hung out. Uh, we, you know, the w- days we went to the park, sometimes we went a little bit later and stayed at night. The nice part about being at the Disneyland resort is we came back in the afternoon, swam, mm-hmm. and then went back at night. Mm-hmm. So I would say you could two days, if you did one park per day, you could definitely do it, but just like at Walt Disney World, you're going to miss some things. Mm-hmm. I will say one of the plus things that I really want to go back and do is to walk in Walt Disney's uh, mm-hmm. steps. Mm-hmm. I really want to do it. Um, they offer it as a private tour. You can you cannot bring children on that one because they do show behind the scenes things, but that is definitely on my list. So yeah, I would say you can definitely do it in a, in a long weekend. Lots of people pair it with if you're flying to California, you know, they have tons of things around there. They have Universal, they have Legoland, they have um, the aquariums, the beach, the everything in California. Right. So you can definitely pair it up with something like that. Awesome. Okay. Yes. That's awesome. So, uh, so okay. So you say four days. So I'll be there for seven days. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. So our mouse tip of the day, we talked about the tickets and how we totally recommend the park hopper. Um, and we also mentioned the max pass and how that um, is $20 per ticket per day. And um, 
we, we totally recommend that too, because you're able to use your, your device, your phone, your smartphone to, to get your, your ticket instead of having to go all the way to the ride just to find out, you know, oh, you have to come back in four hours or whatever. Um, so it helps to be able to go from park to park. The other thing about MaxPass is that it includes uh, the Disneyland equivalent of Memory Maker. So yes. you get to keep your photos. It's included with the MaxPass price. So if you think about it, you know, two days of MaxPass for a family of four is still less than what you pay at Disney World to have Memory Maker for your trip. So highly yes. recommend, totally worth it. Um, so get your MaxPass, get your Park Hopper. It's going to maximize your time. It's going to make things a lot less stressful. It's only a two-minute walk between the two parks. Once you clear security, you can go back and forth. And uh, there's also the monorail that runs from downtown Disney to Tomorrowland in Disneyland Park, which is a great shortcut if you got some tired legs with you. Uh, and that's about it. I am really looking forward to being able to go again. was hoping to get there this September, but things might be changing in terms of travel plans because of yes. COVID and whatnot. But I, I definitely think that the three of us, Jen and Lori and myself, will be definitely taking a Mouse Come Moms trip to Disneyland so we can bring you guys some more information. Yes, I think we should. All right. So that is it on Disneyland. Next week, we'll be talking about how to survive Walt Disney in the heat. Uh, remember to post on our Facebook page, Mouse Moms Podcast, with any ideas, tips, anything that you may have when it comes to Disneyland, or if you have an idea um, for what we should cover on an episode. So we will see you next week, and we look forward to hearing from you on our Facebook page. Thank you for listening and having a drink with us this week. Tune in every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for new episodes. Mouse Commands are Disney vacation planners. Visit our Facebook page, Mouse Commands Podcast, for daily information or to book your magical vacation. These Disney moms are signing off. And remember... Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. Because we like you.